one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, my friends, and welcome to... Well, I should start off by saying happy Tuesday, of course. How can I forget that? It is Tuesday now, and we're already two-fifths through the... Anyway... What a podcast we've got coming your way. And it begins with the wonderful Law Woods on The Breakfast Show with Henry Winter, the Times Chief Football Writer, outlining plans for the Premier League's resumption. But of course, it won't resume until we sort this problem out. But people still think it's going to happen behind closed doors. It won't. It won't. There is a desire to, to, to finish the season. Training is resuming in certain areas today. The Arsenal players are going in. Uh, in groups of five, obviously all social distancing, all separate cars. Uh, they're going to have a. The, the pitches are being sanitised. They're not going into the buildings. Uh, they will be training individually. A lot of fitness work, obviously, which they need psychologically. I'm sure it's important for them as well to sort of get out of their houses and do that. That's been agreed with with government. The plan then is for a June the 8th resumption and a July the 27th conclusion with the hope, fairly optimistic hope, of an August the 22nd start for the new season. It's great that the clubs have got a plan and they've got serious medical people involved, but really, are there going to be the amount of tests available for uh, matches to go ahead, obviously behind closed doors from June the 8th, with around 300 people when you consider medical, you consider the media, you consider all the staff that's required. I mean, six people are going to be there for, for Hawkeye. It's an interesting piece in the Telegraph talking about um, the, sort of the, the specific people who are going to have to be in there for a game behind closed doors. So are they all going to be tested? You know, we haven't got enough tests for the, the NHS, the real heroes on the front line, the people who need it most at the moment. You know, football really has to know its place. We all love sports. You guys played it at the top level. Everyone is missing sport, football, cricket. But but sport really has to remember it's not a special case. The special case, the, where all the resources, financial, medical, PPE, testing has to go first, is to the NHS, not to football. Now, of course, uh, regular listeners to the podcast will know legally we have to have at least one bald person on TalkSport in a 24-hour period. Thankfully, Danny Murphy came to the rescue yesterday. He was on with White and Sawyer talking Moisey Keane and he defended the Everton forward over his lockdown party bridge and believes he should get more leeway than the likes of Carl Walker. Mm, I'd like to hear this defence, if I may, please. 
in comparison to someone like Kyle Walker, he, he, he should be given more grace. He's 20 years old. I'm not sitting here suggesting that he shouldn't be hammered because he is being hammered and rightly so because he's he's got a lack. He's, I mean, he's stupid, isn't he? He's got a lack of intelligence, simple, basic intelligence. There isn't any there. But when you're when you're in your late twenties or thirties and you've been in the game a long time, I mean, even Grealish in his mid twenties should know better. I mean, this lad's twenty and we're saying he should know better, but he is only twenty. I'm criticising the mentality of of that bubble at all. I'm not I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm telling you the reality of young footballers because I've been one. You know, walking around thinking you're the boy, thinking you're the man. You can do as you please. You know, until until summer bites you, until summer kicks you into touch, some something teaches you along the way. Now we can hear from Freddie Flintoff recalling the time he was stopped from meeting Justin Bieber because he was a big guy. Now, you can imagine yourself what big guy means. It could, of course, mean he's you know, six foot five, or it could just mean... He... Anyway, here's Freddie Flintoff. I've seen Bieber live. I've been to see Bieber live. Have you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to see Bieber a few years ago, and we managed to get a meet and greet. So, right, so in this meet and greet... We was in a queue of people, and then we got briefed. This American fella comes out, he says, okay, when you see Justin, you don't go near him, you don't touch him, you don't look at him in the eye. So I you said, don't look him in gonna, the eye? No, I said, hang on a minute, mate, I've met the Queen, I've got an MBE, this is Justin Bieber. So, did, did he know who you were? No, we, we walked in, we got to the front of the queue, the kids went for a photograph. I, I took one step forward. And I got the arm holding me back. And this fella turned around and he said, you don't like big guys. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't meet you? No, I didn't meet him. I was there, I was there watching my kids have a photograph with him. And it, it was the weirdest thing. He don't like big guys. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> I mean, can oh. you believe that? If you've just tuned in, you've just learned that Justin Bieber doesn't like big guys. Now, the Premier League referee Kevin Friend spoke with Jeff Peters in a rare interview for a current official. The full chat was played out on Jim White yesterday. In case you missed it, here's Jeff Peters with his friend. Oh, friends, please be my friends. Talking VAR. Yeah, I think I think anything that's new that's implemented, especially for the game of football, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be problems, and there's going to be things that we're going to come up against that are going to make it a bit more difficult. But we're in a good place at the minute. From, from the group of referees and how we implement it and what we're doing in the training and stuff, we're really happy in, in exactly how it's going. Yeah, it's, it's not perfect and, you know, there's, there's, there's been a few mistakes or, or what have you perceived errors and, and that's part and parcel. Anything that's new that's brought into the game, and there's going to be a few teething problems, but at the minute we're in a positive position, positive place with where we are with it. So we're really happy, yeah. How much are you missing football, Kevin? Oh, massively, yeah, massively. You know, it, it's something that obviously we do day in, day out. Uh, I've done it for so many years, and then to sort of like not be doing it in the minute, it's, you know, you're chomping up the bit to get back out there, you're chomping up the bit to actually doing it, so I'm missing it massively. And how are you missing not going to the, to the barbers? I see you've got a fresh trim. Yeah, well, me, me daughter did this for me. So uh, we, we got a pair of clippers and I thought to myself, well, two, three, four weeks time, yeah, it's going to be pretty long. So I need to get it sort of like trimmed a little bit. So me daughter, bless her, she's 17. So she uh, decided to, to give it a shave. Not too short. And to be fair, she did, did a decent job. So, you know, I'll give her a couple of quid. So that'll, that'll keep her happy. Not, not quite as short as mine. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was a bit, uh, bit you know, worried about the glare of the sun if I went too short. Oh, it's a good podcast, always my bit. Next up, 
Oh, he's here. Yep. Just you should have waited, Danny. Anyway, next up is Danny Kelly's Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, and Sean Custis, son of Neil. Whatever, whether we void the season, whether we play the season, whatever we do, it cannot end up with the clubs um, scratching each other's eyes out. Um, and of course, you have very, very important and well-heeled and run by dynamic human beings, in theory at least, Simon, um, football clubs. They, they, the whatever way they end this season, it's not going to suit everybody. Um, he makes he makes the point, for instance, that if they go for this um, points per game, system, yeah, which yeah. is rubbish, it's, yeah. it's nonsense yeah. because it doesn't allow for who you play twice and all the rest of it. Aston Villa will get relegated, um, having uh, have, without a chance to fight for their lives, you know. And there's yeah, a big absolutely, and it, and, it, and, it, and it expands upon the other sides that will be disappointed and 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 so on and so forth. That you know, from the Crews and the Barrows, the Coventrys and the Leeds. Look, mm. I have to be honest, Danny. The idea that this that it's going to end in legal battles is 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 for the birds. It's media talk because ultimately the the governance of the game is in the authorities of the game, and the the, the the rules and the interpretation of the rules are which are the the are the things that the clubs put their hands in, uh, put their put their faith in, and and abide by the rules that they are signed up to. And the only way that these leagues will be played changed or amended or completed or not completed is because the rules will be interpreted by those in authority and there won't be opportunities for people to ramp up class action lawsuits because they are governed by the protocol of the rules that they signed up to now if they want to take it out of that and start to take it into the the legal system and outside of the rules of the industries they signed up i think they'll find that they're on very infertile ground so I, i do think it's for the birds but notwithstanding that the solutions that you quite rightly advance, there will be whichever way we go. You know, if you did do it on a point system and Aston Villa and Norwich and whoever is else in the bottom three, Watford, if it's Watford, got relegated, then how would you promote three people? Because you could promote the top two, but how would you determine via the mechanisms that are deployed, which is a playoff system, which one of the four teams in the playoff spots will get promoted? And so on and so forth. Now, this is the former Liverpool and Leeds man Dominic Matteo on his recovery from his brain tumour surgery. He was talking on White and Sawyer. Incredible, really, um, the, the, the kind of support I've had right the way through that, from everybody, from the nurses in Leeds, right the way through to the top surgeons who dealt with me. Um, everyone's been incredible, and I can't thank everyone enough, especially at this time that we're going through, the people that got behind me and helped me. Uh, everyone knows who they are um, in Leeds and the people that helped me out. It's, it's been incredible. and I can't thank people enough. I mean, everyone at Leeds and all the staff at Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool, for example, you know, Kenny Daglish was involved with and Rushy and all mm. the boys. He sent me like a little video clip and when I was struggling kind of in hospital and I was there for a month, these kind of people... I really mean that dragged me through. Kenny, some of the messages that Kenny sent me was like so inspirational. I'll never, ever forget things like that because when someone like Kenny speaks, mm. you're listening. And it was just little bits like that. Steve McManaman, and Robbie Fowler, all the people that, you know, kind of grew up with Redknapp. You know, you know, you know them all, Dan. They were all there for me. Now, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs are up next. They, um, I, I don't know, I'll be honest, it just says in front of me, H&J Link. So, um, not with detail, but it doesn't have to be when you've got Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. 
Uh, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, oh, I'm very excited by this story. Atletico are trying to fend off Arsenal's interest in Thomas Party, And I uh, quite like him to sign for Leicester and play with Jamie Vardy. That would probably scupper his catchphrase. <laughs> it probably will, yeah. It would have been the perfect headline had he gone there. Honestly, the sports pages are funny at the moment. The biggest story of the whole weekend was Joffre Archer. He's lost his World Cup medal. He's found his World Cup medal. Yahoo! Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we're just desperate, isn't it? And, uh, but I'm glad he found it because it would have been very frustrating. I mean, he just basically misplaced it in the move in the end. It turned out yeah. to be quite an, a non-action story, really. But the second biggest sports story must be this one. Um, Off-duty RSPCA Inspector Keith Hogben uh, caught a lost lamb with a rugby tackle in Whitland, Carmarthenshire. I mean, they don't get any bigger than that, does it? That's, <laughs> that's a, it's a non-sports sport story, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's got rugby tackle in it, so I'm, I'm outing it as sport. TalkSport Daily here, and you're listening to Jason Cundy. Now, a new series on TalkSport, Up Front With, takes a look at the art of goal scoring. It is an art. Speaking to some of the best strikers in the game. Tonight, that's Tuesday, from 7pm, Dimitar Birkenstock is in conversation with Sam Matterface. Over the course of an hour, they discuss Birkenstock's career-defining goals, the pressures of being a top-flight striker, how it felt to be left out the Champions League final, and what it was like to design your own make of sandal. It was just before the game and, uh, you know, he, he called me and said, Berps is killing me, but, you know, I need to leave you out of the team. So it was, it was like that. And it was, uh, it was painful to hear that because I was the goal scorer of the team and of, of, of the Premier League. And I was surprised by it because I felt so confident, as I told you many times, that if I can shoot it for someone, I, I, I think it's going to go in. So that was the surprise for me, but... In the end, you know, it was it was like that. You can hear more from Upfront with Dimitar Berbatov tonight at 7pm on TalkSport. Now the Bournemouth boss, Eddie Howe, to an Adrian and Goffey on drive. It's five years since the Cherries were promoted to the Premier League, would you believe? Yeah, I would believe that. Oh, why is that? Well, you just said it. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I've no reason to doubt you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, who are you? Just get on with the link. Okay. Anyway, they currently lie in the relegation zone and have had their fair share of injuries this season before lockdown. Uh, it's been our worst year for, for injuries by a long, long way. We've just um, struggled to, as you say, name a consistent team most of the season. Um, losing David Brooks during pre-season was a, a huge blow for someone who was so pivotal for us last season. So... I don't want to make that the, the overriding excuse, but I think that's been a major contributing factor. Now, when the season restarts, we have nine games to preserve our Premier League status. We're all committed to trying to um, have a successful end to the season. The fact that Bournemouth, as, as it stands, are in the bottom three, um, and obviously it's a little bit weird because we're not playing football at the moment. How much does that concern you? Is that a psychological thing that, had you been out of the bottom three for all these weeks of no football, would, would it have been a slightly more positive feeling? Possibly, but I, I like to look at that as a, as a positive for us, that we know that when we come back, we can't waste any time. We can't waste any games. We're in the position and we have to do something positive to get out of it. I'd, I'd like to look at it in that way rather than fearing what's ahead. I think we've got to go, right, let's make this happen. Yeah, it's not a nice feeling, I have to be honest. Every time I see a league table or someone mentions we're in the relegation, it's a very uncomfortable feeling. 
and it, it feels very difficult at the moment because we can't actually do something constructive about it. Mentally, have they all been okay? Because I don't think anybody's really asked that question because footballers love playing football. Um, we all know that. And, and here they are stuck at home and can't play in matches. That's the real high for most footballers, isn't it? So I have been thinking about how it's affected players mentally. Yeah, speaking to all our players, I know there's one or two that really miss football. They really miss, as you say, that high that they get, the actual game, the, the feeling of being around their teammates every day. I think the most common conversation I have is oh, I miss the, miss the lads. I miss the, the laughter and the, the camaraderie that that, that brings. So um, I think mentally, I think there's a bit of work to do with the players when they come back. I'm sure that they've missed the game greatly. Back now to the wonderful Laura Woods on breakfast and England cricket captain Joe Root and how he's relaxing and also some of his musical guilty pleasures. Playing FIFA, a bit of COD, stuff like that. Um, I like, I take try and take a guitar with me and, and learn a bit of music. Um, I enjoy my music and stuff, but I just generally mucking around, annoying each other, uh, taking the mix. So uh, anything, you know what it can get like uh, when you spend a lot of time with each other. You, you generally just um, try and keep each other entertained and keep it nice and lighthearted. My musical guilty pleasure is probably Katy Perry. <laughs> Katy Perry. Yeah. Come on, Joe. Seriously, oh, no. get you well, Everyone has one, don't they? So. Let's get ready, ready, let's get ready to rumble. Watch us wreck the mic, watch us wreck the mic, watch us wreck the mic. Wow, this is a blast from the past. PJ and Duncan, let's get ready to rumble. That's Ant and Dex. Let's get ready yes. to rumble. Rock the yes. mic, rock the mic. Psych. <laughs> get in. Get in. <laughs> Nothing wrong. That is not a guilty pleasure. Let's get out there, people. Let's get out there. Anton Deck, PJ and Duncan, hey, come on. I tell you, Freddie, if I had a hat on, I'd be taking it off right now. Time now for the best bits of the best show on national radio. That's right, Andy Goldstein's book, but Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Now, last night's show was an absolute blast. How do you know? You're recording this before you've done the show. Yep, but I would imagine it's um, it's going to be a... Oh, just get on with the link. Well, I'm trying. If you stop it... Just say... I'll say the link for you. Here are the best bits from the sports bar. Yep. Thanks, mate. Probably the best one... And tries to roar back the nail pack down with the right hand. Oh! That's another knockdown! He's not getting up, Jim! He get up! He's not getting up, Jim! He get up. He's not getting up! No, he's been knocked out! When Manny Pacquiao got knocked out face first at the last moment uh, of that round against Marquez in their fourth fight, that was a big shocker to everybody because he seemed like he was on the verge of winning by his own knockout, and suddenly uh, the connection just put his lights out face first on the canvas. That was an unbelievable knockout, a spectacular uh, you know, ending to what had been, for my estimation, the fight of the decade, fight of the year that year, just, a, just a, an unforgettable um, knockout, not to mention the electricity that went through the arena that night. And then a few others that I was present for also, in no particular order. Uh, this will break the hearts, I'm sure, of all the Brits listening. But Manny Pacquiao on the other end, knocking out Ricky Hatton with one shot yeah, in their fight. Yeah. Uh, another sensational knockout also in Las Vegas. Uh, we all know the great punching power that Deontay Wilder possesses. And I've been ringside for many of his big knockouts. But the one that stands out to me of all of them is probably his knockout in the title defense against Arthur Spilka that took place in Brooklyn. That was one of the few times in my career where I thought maybe that the opponent had died. Uh, you know, not, not to joke around about that, but I mean, I thought he was seriously injured. Uh, two other ones. Uh, this one will please the British uh, listening public. When Lennox Lewis knocked out Hasim Rockman in their rematch 
in Las Vegas with one gigantic right hand. Another unforgettable one was uh, down in Houston, Texas. Sensational knockout of the year. Canelo Alvarez putting away James Kirkland in the third round. But well, that's it for another podcasty thing. As always, you can download previous ones or future ones from Acast, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. That's it. That's all we've got time for. I have to go because I'm just about to do my show for real. See, I told you, you're lying to them. Well, bending the truth. Anyway, uh, make sure you join me and the fun boy tonight. It's Tuesday night from 10pm and Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday, of course, on Thursday night show, we do our um, virtual sports bar where we play a bit of Atmos from a real bar. Uh, we pour people virtual drinks, that sort of thing. We've been doing it for a long, long time now. I'm sure one day someone will copy us, but until they do, it's our little idea. Anyway, that's Thursday night from 10pm on TalkSport. We, of course, as I mentioned, are back tonight, Tuesday night from 10pm for more of the same. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And, of course, above all, gang, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.